In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we welcome you to the All Souls Sermon Podcast. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Fifty days after Jesus was raised from the dead and Ten days after he had returned to his father, his disciples were gathered together in one place, when the house where they were sitting was filled with the sound of a mighty rushing wind, and tongues of fire rested on each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And their tongues were loosed, and they began to proclaim the mighty works of God in the languages of other nations, so that the pilgrims gathered in Jerusalem from every nation under heaven, heard them speaking in their own mother tongues. It was a new beginning, the birth of the church, the sign of the renewal of all things, the fulfillment of the Lord's promise spoken to his disciples before his ascension, ye shall receive power when the Holy Spirit is come upon you, And ye shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. The tongues of fire and the mighty rushing wind and the multilingual voices are all manifestations of the power of the Holy Spirit poured out by the risen and ascended Lord. As Peter would soon proclaim to the astonished crowds, being exalted at the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, the Lord Jesus has poured out this which you see and hear. The word of the Lord, spoken through his prophet Joel, had come to pass. I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. And on the day of its birth, the church filled with that Holy Spirit, had begun to fulfill its mission to bear witness to Jesus Christ to the ends of the earth. The disciples of Jesus had begun to turn the world upside down. You could almost compare the place in which the disciples were gathered that day as something like ground zero of an ongoing nuclear detonation, which explodes outwards from the zero point although in this case, the explosion brings not destruction, but new life. Its life-giving effects have reverberated throughout the centuries and still reverberate in the hearts of people of all nations. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit is come upon you, Jesus said to the apostles, and ye shall be my witnesses, in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. And you and I, both individually and collectively, have been caught up in this story, caught up in the transforming power of the Holy Spirit, caught up in the universal mission of the church to the end of the earth. These are the two aspects of the miracle of Pentecost I want to focus our attention on this morning, on transformation and on mission, on inward renewal and on outward propulsion, 
on the power of God to heal the damage of our hearts and lives and to send us out to bear witness to his wonderful works. Let's begin with transformation, with the inward renewal that the Holy Spirit brings. The miracle of Pentecost is the spirit of the living God being poured into the hearts of his creatures. God's spirit filling the hearts of his people, filling them to the brim so that they speak out of the overflow of their hearts. They speak ecstatically, carried beyond themselves, touched by the power of God. The theologian Willie Jennings says that this is God touching, God taking hold of tongue and voice, mind, heart, and body, touching the disciples in the intimate place of language. Jennings says, the same spirit that was there from the beginning, hovering, brooding in the joy of the creation of the universe and of each of us, who knows together and separately all of us in our most intimate spaces, has announced the divine initiative through the Son to reach into our lives and to make each life a site of speaking glory. I love that phrase. The Holy Spirit makes each life a site of speaking glory. Each of the disciples on that day became a site of speaking glory, proclaiming the wonderful works of God in the mother tongues of the nations gathered in Jerusalem. We see that transformation made concrete in the person of Peter. Peter, who had three times used his tongue to deny his Lord, but on Pentecost uses his tongue to boldly proclaim Jesus as the Lord and Messiah in a sermon that leads 3,000 to repentance and baptism. And elsewhere in the book of Acts, we see that same transformation that the Holy Spirit brings displayed most extensively in the life of the Apostle Paul. Paul, the man who had once zealously persecuted the church, but by the transforming power of God, was changed into an apostle who boldly proclaimed the gospel among the nations. Paul, who planted churches in city after city, undeterred by stoning and shipwreck. Paul, who bore witness to Christ even unto death. Paul, whose own life bore eloquent witness to the truth of his words, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Behold, old things are passed away. All things are become new. The Lord reached into the life of the apostles and made each of their lives a sight of speaking glory, a sight of the renewal of creation. And the Lord still reaches into our lives today. That is the miracle of Pentecost, that he comes and touches and makes each of our lives, both individually and collectively, sites of new creation. Where St. Paul says, the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit which is given unto us. And again, we all with open face, beholding as 
in a glass, the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of God. For it is the God who said, let light shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. Makoto Fujimura is a world-renowned artist and a Christian who has thought deeply about issues of art and faith. And he speaks of a Japanese practice called kintsugi as a cultural parable, as he says, of the power of God to make new all things, and in so doing, make brokenness shine in new ways. Kintsugi, if you didn't know, I didn't know, is a technique for mending precious ceramic tea bowls using a combination of lacquer and gold. The word kintsugi comes from the Japanese words for gold and to mend. So it is gold mending or golden repair. A kintsugi master will take the broken pieces of a ceramic bowl and join them together with gold so that the mended bowl is now held together with seams of gold. And the gold-mended bowl is more valuable and more beautiful than it was before it had been broken. And is not this a beautiful image for the way in which the Holy Spirit transforms our lives? We have this treasure in earthen vessels to show that the transcendent power belongs to God and not to us. Can you see the golden seams in your own life where the Holy Spirit has been at work, mending and healing the damage of sin, the gold-mended places which shine with the power and the glory of God? And if you've seen that in your life, Is there any brokenness in your life or in mine, in our country, or in this world, which the Lord of all cannot mend with gold? Behold, he says, I make all things new. We've spoken of the inward transformation that Pentecost makes possible. Let's turn now to mission, to Pentecost's outward propulsion, its centrifugal force. The miracle of Pentecost is that the Holy Spirit descends on the apostles, empowering them to bear witness to Jesus as Lord to the ends of the earth. On the day of Pentecost, the apostles' declaration of the wonderful works of God in the many languages of the international pilgrims gathered in Jerusalem, anticipates this universal mission of the church. That is to say, the church exists for the life of the world. The inward transformation that the Holy Spirit works in the church, both in the hearts of her individual members and in the whole body of the faithful, is not only for our sake, for the sake of the church, 
but also for the sake of the world. To be Christian just is to be caught up into this outward sending into the world to bear witness to the Lord Jesus in order that all might be drawn to him and find in him, as we ourselves have found, new and unending life. If it's true that Jesus is our faithful Savior, our only hope in life and in death, then this is universally true. True not just for you or me, true not just for the church, but true for all people everywhere. And the church exists to bring that truth to the world, to bear witness to Jesus who says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. He is the Lord of all. And therefore he says, ye shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. You and I are here because of the church's mission to all people everywhere. You and I were once the ends of the earth. We are here today, gathered in worship of the living God, washed in the waters of baptism, nourished by the body and blood of Christ, because generation upon generation upon generation of Christians before us have earnestly contended for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. And we, who are the recipients of that great and precious inheritance, who have received the faith once delivered to the saints, also share in their mission. The Lord calls you and me to pass on in our generation the faith once delivered to the saints, to bear witness to the Lord Jesus wherever we may be called. And I believe this is the challenge of Pentecost for all souls today. As we commemorate the birthday of the church today, our parish is also at a new beginning of sorts as we begin to phase out most of our COVID precautions. The mission of this parish has been and continues to be to direct all people to the Lord Jesus. He is the object of our vision. He is the center of our worship. And as we come out from under the restrictions of the pandemic, may we also find, through the power of the Holy Spirit, a renewed focus on Christ Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. And let us ask each of ourselves, to what extent is my life, and is our life together as a parish, ordered toward mission? toward proclaiming the good news of Christ, crucified and risen from the dead. And let us ask ourselves, to what extent do we at all souls collectively, do you and I individually, actually expect to be transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit? This Whitsuntide I hope you will join me in prayerfully considering these questions. Come, thou Holy Spirit, come.
Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast of All Souls Episcopal Church. For service times and more information, go to allsoulsokc.com. God be with you.